Wrestling with the Future is live and on the air. We are broadcasting live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and on 270 radio stations around the world. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Mad Dog Decipio. Welcome yet again to another episode of Wrestling with the Future tonight. A returning guest, and he's a good one. But before we get to him, let's introduce my co-host. Her name is the Firecracker, Amelia Firecracker Chapman, and she's back for more punishment. I mean, she's back <laughs> to learn more about wrestling. How are you, Amelia? I do great. How are you? Well, I'm here. Here I am. I'm good. <laughs> so you were excited about this show tonight. Um, you did your homework. Absolutely. And so- yeah, well, uh, you better do. We do our homework around here. You know, <laughs> did you put, uh, by the way, did you put the link on Facebook for everyone? Yes, absolutely. Of course. I just we got never, a message from someone. It, I'm a Lincoln machine, baby. Let me tell you something. <laughs> absolutely. Our guest tonight is John Cosper. He is an author, and not just an author, by the way, but he's one hell of an author. And not just wrestling books, by the way, folks. All kinds of fiction, nonfiction, hybrids of historical fiction and uh, and made up stuff and figments of his imagination <laughs> and other people's imagination, by the way. Uh, John, welcome to the show. It's a great pleasure to have you back again. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. It's great. Great to talk to you guys. Should tell everybody, John joined us on the episode uh, about Wahoo McDaniel with the uh, with Wahoo's widow, my friend Karen McDaniel and. John had the eventful pleasure, mm-hmm. I call it eventful pleasure, <laughs> of working side by side with Karen. She's a character. You have to know Karen. Uh, she mm-hmm. is a, a unique individual and ve- quite outspoken. Mm-hmm. So let's. I want to start off talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of things just to tidy up from your appearance with Karen here. Sure. Um, I never did get, because Karen, you know, she's just monopolized the conversation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we never had a chance to find out whether the two of you uh, actually had a chance to like, corroborate with each other in person or was everything done remotely? Everything was done remotely. Um, oh. we, we have not had a chance to meet in person or, or work together in person. Uh, certainly hope to, to get out and, and work some shows with her and, and spend some time with her in person down the road. But uh, yeah. no, uh, and, and same is true, unfortunately, at this point for Princess Victoria and, and Johnny Candido. I've never actually mm-hmm. met them face to face, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to work it out where, where Vicky and I can do a show sometime this spring. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I feel kind of responsible for Princess Victoria's book because I was the one that hooked you up with her. I don't know if, if you know that or not. Uh, I, 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 know, I know that Scott Seela Scott Seela given her my name as well. So oh, so, oh I do Scott? appreciate that. Yep. Well, I can't yep. take credit then, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You no, you were the one who hooked me up with Karen. Karen Karen uh-huh. said Karen sent you sent Karen straight to me. So uh yeah, for, for, for sure, for sure you, you, you can bask in that one for sure. <laughs> okay, I'll take my yeah. cut off the top. No. <laughs> yeah. there, there you go. go. There you go. No. And a mention it, in the book. <laughs> it, it, what was that? He does, and a mention in the book. He does get a mention in the book. Well, I tell you what, Credit I, credits to you. I, I do get. I tell you what, I, I do get mentioned in a lot of books. That, thank you, Jimmy Valiant, handsome Jimmy mm-hmm. Valiant, page five hundred and sixty-four. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, also, uh, and I need to do this while we're talking about books. Uh-huh. Thank mm-hmm. you to Ann Walsh. 
mm-hmm. and Marianne Howard, the authors of Shadow of a Baseman. Mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of writing the review and mm-hmm. the foreword to that book. Uh, it is available everywhere across the country. Mm-hmm. The books uh, are sold. Uh, B. Dalton Bookseller, uh, Barnes & Noble, all over the mm-hmm. place. Um, on Amazon.com, of course, the, yes. lest we forget the internet. Mm-hmm. But people mm-hmm. still go to bookstores. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, John, with that in mind, people uh-huh. going to bookstores, are yes. your books sold exclusively um, online or they are they in bookstores? How can people mm-hmm. get a John Cosper book? Yes. They are exclusively online. Uh, everything that I've that I've written is that's in publication is on Amazon.com, mm-hmm. oh, uh, and then uh, my wrestling books. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of them are available. You can get signed copies at EatSleepWrestle.com, and mm-hmm. my fiction right. stuff is available through JohnCosper.com. Yes, fabulous, Amelia. Questions yes. for John. Out of all the books you've written, which is your favorite so far? <laughs> that's a hard one. Yeah, there's. There's so many. There's there's so many. I'll, I'll tell you with the wrestling books that the one guy I keep going mm-hmm. back to watch and and, mm-hmm. and still enjoy is Candido. Uh-huh. Um, Chris Candido is is just mm-hmm. one of the. It, it, he has so much joy and so much love for wrestling, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what company he was in. I don't care if it's if it's the Body Donnas. I don't care if it's Chris Candido with with mm-hmm. IWA Mid South. I don't care if it's Chris Candido with ECW. The guy mm-hmm. knew how to entertain. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's probably did. the one wrestler I, I, I probably still watch the most mm-hmm. out of the ones. Um, yeah. I miss Tracy Smothers dearly. Um, oh my I, I loved, oh, yes. loved, loved working with Tracy. That was a um, shocker. Love, love getting texts from him or just getting a random mm-hmm. phone call from him or something. Yeah. Um, uh, Madman Pondo is a guy that I, I went after and I said, you've got to mm-hmm. tell your story. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, 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 I could do this every one of my books. You know, oh, Black yes. Panther, Jim Mitchell's uh, Louisville's great yes. show. Yeah. Um, on the fiction side, I'll tell you the one yes. I really am proud mm-hmm. of right now is, is the latest one, which is called Dead Park Plaza. Yes. I saw uh, yes. that one. It is I a, love that yeah, one. I've got it, got it right here. It is oh, I'm actually, yes. um, actually mm-hmm. working on a sequel to it right now. I finished the first draft this week, but yeah. oh Dead, wow, Dead Park Plaza is a collection of short stories, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Seven short stories. They all take place in mm-hmm. the same four-story office building, and mm-hmm. it's 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 horror horror comedy mostly. And I uh, love that there, kind of ring. There's yes. a little bit of there's you know there's mystery as to what's going on, mm-hmm. and there's monsters, there's vampires, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and a lot, a lot of silliness too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, and working cool. on a sequel to it right now. I'm, I'm real excited mm-hmm. to get that one out probably this summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful! I can't mm-hmm. wait to see it. So we talked about Wahoo McDaniel. And, and Karen McDaniel. Um, for all intents and purposes, that is your latest book. Yes. The one that's available right now. But you mm-hmm. do have one in the works. And I want I don't want you to talk about it just yet. I want people to <laughs> leave them in suspense a little bit. I want to talk to you about these books. And I want everybody right. to take a look at this. These are uh, just some. And I, I put down here just some of the books authored by John Cosper, the Princess Victoria, Tears, mm-hmm. Triumphs, and Turnbuckles. I love the title of that book. I love that, yeah. Louisville's Greatest Show, the story of the Allen Athletic Club, Grappling mm-hmm. with, by, by Gaslight. Mm-hmm. That fascinating titles, And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that in a second, too. Sure, sure. Here's Candido, no gimmicks mm-hmm. either. Yep. And he was a hell of a nice guy, by the way, and just all the time. Mm-hmm. A straight-up yeah. nice guy. Chris was a great fellow. Mm-hmm. Tracy, Tracy Smothers, Smothers. I, and mm. I love the title of that. If you don't buy the <laughs> book, a... everybody dies. All right, 
Deadpool. The alternate title them. was Tracing the Three Bears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big Bad Good Night. I'm going to talk yeah. to you about this book. Fairy, ta- fairy, tales, fairy Tales meets Film Noir. We definitely got to talk about uh-huh. that one. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Where did Space Cat come from? Uh, it was it was an idea just just kind of you know I, I like sci-fi I like laser guns I like mm-hmm. like spaceships and all okay. that and, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of kind of a story of a, of a woman who's a, a cyborg and she's a bounty hunter and on a mission to go and rescue her daughter as there's this, yeah there's a distress mm-hmm. signal in space and it just, it's just just pure pure pulp space opera mm-hmm. and talk to me about this uh, this evil incarnate snowman. <laughs> Oh, Frank Jordan, Evil Snowman. That was my, yeah, kids, exactly. my kids' favorite, favorite bedtime story. Evil snowman. Frank Jordan, Evil Snowman. I, I got a wonderful mm-hmm. artist named Rick McGee to do the illustrations for it, and we did a full-color illustrated version of it. Uh, but it's a story of a little boy who builds not just a snowman, but an evil snowman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, of course, the snowman starts to stalk him, you know, yeah. and letting him know, hey, I'm Frank Jordan. I'm going to get you. Uh-huh. And, uh, and this is the, the, ultimately, there's a confrontation between the little boy and the snowman man but my yeah. kids love that story it was one that i just kind of made up off the cuff at bedtime and i had to tell it every night for quite a while so <laughs> it's a fascinating I, I i'm you know it's almost i'm almost as interested in the titles as i am the contents of the book because mm-hmm. i want to know where where does the, the mind go you well, Amelia, you know where I'm going that way, yes, right? Exactly. The idea. Where, where does one's mind have to reside to come up with mm-hmm. some some of the working <laughs> titles? Mm-hmm. You know, you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know where you're going about it, John. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that because titles are titles are. I don't like writing titles. Makes you want to open they're the hard. book and say, "What is they're this hard. about?" Yeah, yes. they're hard. Yeah, t- titles are sometimes really hard. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll just go through some some of the some of the fiction ones like frank jordan mm-hmm. evil snowman that was the name of the snowman in the story mm-hmm. uh between us it goes back to i'm a big snl guy can you guess mm-hmm. what sketch from the 70s oh, God, yeah. yes sure. uh-huh. fred garvin male prostitute <laughs> <laughs> so, where's my you know they just that <laughs> that yeah. that pat that patter that dan Aykroyd type thing that, that yes. that's where that, that came from um mm-hmm. Dead Park Plaza. That was kind of that was kind of a challenging one to piece together because again, it's mm-hmm. um, and what happened with that was I had I was I was in the car I was driving one day and realized I had these three story ideas that were all yeah. horror stories that took place in an office. So one had been mm-hmm. a screenplay idea. One was a story idea. My dad texted to me a couple days before he went in the hospital, and, and also two and a half weeks later was it, it just very suddenly diagnosed with cancer and passed away, like literally a year ago. As I'm speaking to you, I think. A year ago, mm-hmm. it might have mm-hmm. been a year ago today or the, or yesterday that I got that text mm-hmm. that, that oh, had the wow. idea. Um, mm-hmm. And then the third wow. one was 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 kind of a joke idea I'd had for years about what if you did a parody of Lord of the Flies but call it Lord of the Files, where <laughs> okay. the boss dies, keels over first thing in the morning, and the whole office goes tribal by the end of the day. Oh, geez. so yeah, you know, and it just it just kind of snowballed from there. I kept finding more and, oh, and just pulling God. these old ideas, these half baked ideas together. And, uh, you know, okay, th- this makes a story, this makes a story, and, and putting them in short story format rather than, you know, mm-hmm. than trying to stretch them into something else. And, and then I just, I needed a name for the building, and I came up yeah. with, you know, Lead Park was a former munitions plant for the military. It was demolished, mm-hmm. and they built this office mm-hmm. building, they built a shopping mall, they built a, a neighborhood. But mm-hmm. because of the mystery surrounding the place, the locals call it Dead Park. So Dead Park Plaza was the name on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the big bad good night uh you had mentioned that one a moment ago yeah uh, like i said it's fairy tales meets film noir and i'd written a short mm-hmm. story called the big bad good night years ago and it was kind of centered on the big bad yeah. wolf he's just the down <laughs> on his luck drifter from the old noir films and, and trying trying to make one last score so he can get out of town was was kind of the premise of that but i ended up writing several other stories that were kind of kind of noir fairy tales and um i'll tell you my favorite one in the book is if you're a fan of cape fear it's cape fear mixed with Mm -hmm. goldilocks and the three bears Mm -hmm. with with goldilocks and the robert mitchin role Um, (laughs) stalking the bears (laughs) for 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 the specific very specific reason and Mm -hmm. um but big bad goodnight was a perfect title just just a perfect title for the book and and uh Mm -hmm. that that, that's another one i'm really proud of actually i did a special edition of that one um updated it last spring with an additional story and also uh, got together with another illustrator same guy who did the cover for grappling by gaslight yeah and he did illustrations throughout the book so there's an illustration tied to each one of the stories now john walk me through this interesting book here robot girlfriend <laughs> that's another no there's a story yeah. behind it that's why i pulled this particular one up right and that that one's that was a short story compilation and, and that's the title of a specific story um i'm a big fan of the the asimov books and and the three laws of robotics a robot may not harm a human a robot mm-hmm. must obey orders unless it counteracts mm. the first law and a robot, you know, must do everything to protect itself unless it counters the first two laws. And mm-hmm. the idea occurred to me, what if a robot discovered that humans could be harmed emotionally as well as physically? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the premise behind Robot Girlfriend is mm-hmm. you have a guy who, you know, has has one 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 night stand after another. And he has a house yeah. robot whose job mm-hmm. it is to see the girls, get make them breakfast and see them out in the morning. But the robot discovers, wait a minute, this girl will be seriously harmed emotionally yeah. if I tell her, yeah, this guy's not going to call you. So he starts to lead the girl on. And that's that's kind of the premise of that story. But yeah. that one has uh, Robot Girlfriends actually spawned six or seven short films. Um, some folks like uh, this guy named Herschel's on the third There's a wonderful mm-hmm. lady named Cindy Maples, who's, who's turned two yeah. of them into films. Um, and they played played at some horror film festivals and, and short stories. And, uh, short film festivals around the country. Um, one of my favorites is called the telemarketer. And uh, it was that here's another one. It was just kind of a, what if in the future, instead of calling you on the phone, salesmen would just teleport into your living room unexpectedly and try okay. to sell you a vacuum cleaner. So that was kind of the premise <laughs> behind that. One. <laughs> that one's funny. Cindy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's actually, if you go to johncosper.com, go to the films page, there's a link where you can watch the movie. And Cindy turned it into a wonderful little film. It's really, I'm a, I'm a super fan of short films. Um, mm-hmm. People who watch the show know that we also have a, uh, a very dear friend of the show, Mike Messier, mm-hmm. who is uh, an award winning. And you know who Mike is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's uh, an award-winning actor, director, producer, uh, filmmaker extraordinaire. He's a, a, a accomplished beyond his years. It's just where he gets this talent from is, is beyond me. But um, I knew about some of the short films that were derived from Robot and Girlfriend, and that's why I wanted that one. The other one is mm-hmm. on the screen in front of us mm-hmm. tales from the dad's side mm-hmm. now um i could have used this a long time ago mm-hmm. <laughs> when i was raising children now they're mm-hmm. all grown and they're raising me yeah <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, that's uh, that the, the stories in that book came from the same place as Frank Jordan. It came from bedtime and was, you mm-hmm. know, instead of reading stories, some nights I would make up stories. And mm-hmm. sometimes I would get that. That was a good one, daddy, or that wasn't very good, daddy. But uh, um, <laughs> no, the, the, these were the favorites. These were the ones that passed muster. I had to tell over and over and over again. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there's I think the, the most favorite in that one is is it's called You, That's Who. And it's about the dragon that goes for a walk. And he hears a voice in, in the tree that keeps saying who and, you know, asking who he is. And mm-hmm. and the dragon has this, you know, the dragon actually gets spooked and scared and runs off. And it's just an owl sitting in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids love that love one. Oh, there was, uh, there's another one too, actually, another one about a dragon. It's it's uh, about the princess who tries to teach the dragon manners, tries to teach him how to say please and yeah. thank you. And it's going really well until she tries to teach him to sneeze into his armpit. And of course, he, oh. fire, he burns himself. <laughs> you know, again, it was these. This, this, these were from my kid. My kids that are now, one's fourteen, mm-hmm. and uh, she's playing ice hockey, and one is mm-hmm. going to be thirteen in a couple weeks, and he's playing in a band. So, uh, I don't tell God them these stories. You, I still love them. <laughs> yeah. Bless your heart, man. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Amelia. Yes, sir. Go for it. <laughs> Question, my gosh. Okay. Um, when you um, were doing were writing, and I know you write with all your heart and passion. Uh, what was the, the hardest thing for you to write about? Who was the hardest one to write about? Oh, um, I, I mean, every, every book's got, got kind of different challenges. I don't know. There was one that was like, like really a hard struggle. Sometimes with the fiction, you've got an idea that's, that's just not working. You've got actually was, was working on a project this week, a, a potential, another potential sequel for Dead Park Plaza. I've got a story mm-hmm. that I've worked with for years and years. Mm-hmm. And I, I got 30 pages into trying to make it fit within that Dead Park universe. And it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. set it aside and, you know, it, it'll mm-hmm. sit in mothballs for however long. And, you know, at some mm-hmm. point, maybe I'll come back around to it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, with, uh, with the first Dead Park Plaza, I had a screenplay. I had this idea um, mm-hmm. for actually a horror film that I, I started writing multiple times back in the day. And I, I got 20, 10 pages in, I got 20 pages in, 30 pages in. And it just wasn't going anywhere. And John, I got a, a question it was, for you. It was the right time and the right moment. Yeah, sorry. Right, right along what you're talking about, it just, it just dawned on me. Mm-hmm. You've written so many varied books from, from one topic to one genre to whatever the case may be, all over the mm-hmm. place, right? Mm-hmm. Is it hard for you to, to pick up where you left off at and, and be cohesive and, and have that continuity or is it natural for you? I've talked to lots of authors who, who say they struggle sometimes. Mm-hmm. Who say, "Oh, it's it's like it's like getting on a bike. You don't forget how to do it." And what's your process for like picking up where you left off? If you've got uh, like two or three things going on, yeah, it's uh, honestly it's 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 a good thing for me. A lot of times, um, for for a number yeah. actually up up through last summer. In addition to all of this, I was writing children's mm-hmm. ministry curriculum for, for a Sunday school publisher. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just having the very things to jump between right. was actually, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I get stuck here, mm-hmm. but I could get going someplace else, you know, or, you know, and, and it was, it was interesting how, you know, well, well, I need to set this one aside for a moment. I go work on something else. And then the idea that I was trying to figure out the problem I had, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Now I can go back to it. Now I got to fix it. So. Yeah. And then I'm missing a deadline over here. So no, I didn't miss any deadlines, but um <laughs> No, I, for for me, it's always it, it's nice to have that release to to, to be able mm-hmm. to step away. Well, and, you know what? Jokingly, you said something, but there's there's kind of a serious connotation to that. 
Mm-hmm. Do you ever find yourself up against the clock? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, um, if you're, I'm, I'm guessing like a lot of people now you're self-published. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. the yeah. only deadline you have to meet is your own, mm-hmm. but do you find yourself, um, inflicting deadlines on yourself, uh, as, as a matter of principle or just because you you're rigid or you're scheduled, uh, and, or you want to have it out. What is your, what's your process for, for meeting your own personal deadlines? Um, I'll, I'll, for myself, I don't really set rigid deadlines. Um, kind of, kind of roughly in my head, I can tell you, you know, I've got one project that that I'm getting ready to, to, to work on that I'm hoping to get done by the end of March. Um, I've got another project with a wrestler. I'll, they'll pro- probably won't take very long. I'm hoping to get that one done. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and then I've got two other guys that I'm hoping to work with, you know, by the end of this, mm-hmm. this year in particular, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't have set deadline, you know, I mean, the pro- projects yeah. kind of have a natural life cycle and, and they will come together mm-hmm. when, when they, when they come together. Um, yeah. Now with dead park, I did push really hard to get that one out by a certain time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I had a horror film festival I wanted to be at in the fall and I that I was at and I had it out a couple months ahead of time um, mm-hmm. with the sequel I've got there's there's another one coming up this summer I'm going to be at I'm, I'm going to make that deadline for sure um, yeah. but I give I give myself plenty of time and, well I'm, I'm um, asking because yeah. you know I don't know if, you, if you're aware of this but a lot of people are um, mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. I've been fortunate I've written two books uh, my first book was called stay tuned um, the psychic realm from a theological perspective my second book was called Psychic Fingerprints, A Life's Manifesto. They're both, both of them were self-help books, how-to books, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself, like, putting great pressure on myself. And I'm a really laid-back guy. I really mm-hmm. am. As, like, I'm just, you know, Amelia will tell you, you know, people mm-hmm. who know me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm. If I were any more laid back, I'd be taking a nap. <laughs> you know? Yeah, really, he would. About that, but when yeah. I'm writing, I become like you know psycho driven. Mm. <laughs> you know, my head goes like at hyperspeed. I have to. I gotta get it done. Gotta get it done. Um, and that was rough for me. That's why I prompted mm-hmm. that when you were talking. I prompted that question about. You know, mm-hmm. putting you know, maybe uh, unnecessary for me yeah, sure. anyway, unnecessary mm-hmm. deadlines. Yes. Now, Amelia, uh-huh. I interrupted you, young lady. I'm sorry, so you are fortunate. <laughs> I get to throw it back to you, and you get to ask more questions. <laughs> How about that? I'm being generous tonight. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Whenever I, I know that you mentioned you have young children and you they're in sports and things like that. Have you ever found yourself when you're at a game with one of your, and you find yourself with an idea, you have to write down, you know, ideas really quickly before you forget them when you're at a game instead of uh, watching kids at the games? Not necessarily at a game, but yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, uh, and it, it used does, to be it? It, my, my, my quote unquote superpower, as my wife uh-huh. called it for, for 10 uh-huh. plus years of our marriage. <laughs> Because <laughs> I always had a pen, you know. Somebody had a pen. Oh, John's got a pen because I had a pen to write things down. Now, now I have the phone. Now I put it in notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually started carrying a pen and paper again, though, just because yeah. I, I, you know, I, I asked mm-hmm. asked for a, a watch for Christmas because I'm I'm trying to un, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm tired of picking. You know, I need to know what time mm-hmm. it is. I pull my phone out, 
and mm-hmm. I get distracted. I'm reading tweets, I'm reading messages mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I put the phone away. It's like, I didn't even look at what time is. Yeah. So, but yeah, trying to go back to that, you know, it's certainly I've, I've had, you know, uh-huh. I've had napkins. I've had, I remember one time writing a, an idea on a sweet and low packet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. These, these <laughs> things come to you and yeah, you've got to, you've got to get them down and you, you've got to, mm-hmm. you know, so, so you don't forget them. Um, mm-hmm. there, there was something late last night and, you know, mm-hmm. I had, you know, just, just, I had one file, it, my, my to-do list file pulled up on my computer. Mm-hmm. I just typed it out right there real quick. And it mm-hmm. was there, you know, when I was ready to come back to it. Mm-hmm. As a side note to that, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan wrote, times they are a-changing on a bar napkin. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The, the, the story uh, on uh, Blaze of Glory, John Bon Jovi, is they were filming mm-hmm. the first movie and they were sitting in a Denny's. Mm-hmm. And he told yeah. Emilio Estevez, I'm going to write a theme song for the second movie. And he sat, he yes. wrote blaze of glory wrote the lyrics on a napkin in yeah. denny's and he's like denny's. we haven't even finished the first movie yet he says it's going to be a hit and i'm writing the song that's for it absolutely oh, true yep yep that's yeah. absolute. that is i happen to know that story factually mm-hmm. yeah and i heard it from one of the guys in the band i know that's mm-hmm. sure story. yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah he actually has family about an hour away from where i live here he came to visit about a month ago believe it or not who john yeah He's a Jersey boy, you know that, right? Yeah. We claim Uh, in Newport Ritchie, Florida. He hasn't Mm -hmm. screwed up yet, so we're letting him in the state. (laughs) (laughs) I interrupt you again. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Do that, John. By the way, I hardly ever interrupt anybody. (laughs) You're fine. He's fine. Shut up, Amelia. I'm interrupting you for a minute. It's okay. No, I know what you mean because I I tend to write poetry, but I've gotten like away from it because of work and everything like that. So I know exactly what you mean. I write down in the middle of the night. I'll write it down real quick, and I was like, "Wait a minute, when did I write this?" Or I was -hmm. like, "Oh yeah, I remember that now." But you know, the brain stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, it happens happens sometimes. I'll I'll be on, you know, because I'm I'm trying to work out now. I got go to Planet Fitness. Mm -hmm. I'll be on the treadmill and I'll pull the phone out. I got to write this idea down. This has got to go in, you know. And you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's it's fun too watching. Yeah, uh-huh. the Dead Park books have been really fun because there are yeah. so many little ideas that, yeah, I've had this idea here, this idea, or somebody uh-huh. pitched me this, somebody pitched me, and, and they all of a sudden, oh wait, this fits here, wait, this fits uh-huh. here, and it all comes together, and then it's like, okay, where am I going to go with the story? You know, uh-huh. some innocuous detail uh-huh. I put in the first chapter. Well, there you go, right there. Uh-huh. You know, and just just it's it's fun watching. Yeah, you know, your mind make those connections, and it's. Um, uh-huh. You know, I probably, probably, I'll say it probably stems too from from years of doing theater and improv and everything mm-hmm. like that, and learning how to make mm-hmm. those connections and learning how to loop mm-hmm. things back and all absolutely. that. Absolutely, um, yeah. Great tools, by the way. Improv, oh, great absolutely. Tool. Oh, I yeah. loved it. When I was in high school, mm-hmm. we used to have to do that to a chair, like pretending we were arguing yeah. with the chair, and the chair was empty, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, what am I going to think about doing? What am I going to be arguing with you about?" And, and yeah, I had to pretend there was somebody there. <laughs> yeah. <it> was, <laughs> To, to bring it to bring it back to, to I was saying to bring yeah just to bring it back to wrestling, mm-hmm. um, one of the stories Dean Hill told me first in the first uh, edition I wrote of Bluegrass Brawlers is they would uh, mm-hmm. one of the games they loved to play when they had the the developmental guys was called mm-hmm. Stump Proto uh, mm-hmm. Proto being short for prototype which was John mm-hmm. Cena's name mm-hmm. and they would put him in the ring and they would throw mm-hmm. them as bizarre things at him they possibly could yeah. you know yeah. mm-hmm. cut, a pro- cut a promo on a fruit cup. Cut yeah. a promo. You're doing a fatal four way against Snap, yeah. Crackle, and Pop, and mm-hmm. Cena would just go. There would never be any uh or um or anything like that. He mm-hmm. would just Absolutely. go. They said he was so naturally Absolutely. gifted at that at the ring. I'll tell you what. A um, and not to interrupt you, John, but to right along what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Classic modern day example of that. Yes. Eric Bischoff got his audition 
from AWA to WWF mm-hmm. by doing by selling a broom to uh-huh. Vince McMahon. He said, "Here's the broom. Mm-hmm. Tell me why this is the greatest broom in the world." Mm-hmm. Never I did it- a, or a, or an, a, and nothing. Yeah. You can't do that straight mm-hmm. like a salesman door mm-hmm. to door, like the old Fuller Brush guys. Yeah, yeah. That's what got him the job. An audition with a freaking broom, of all things. But, John, you brought it back to wrestling. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Um, we want to talk a little bit tonight about the differences in style and philosophy writing for wrestlers as opposed to writing anything else. You've written a number mm-hmm. of incredibly poignant wrestling books um every look and, and it's it's no secret every wrestler has a story to tell most of the stories they tell uh are kayfabe to some extent mm-hmm. um god knows bruno san martino rest in peace champ yeah. um who i knew bruno went to his his dying breath kayfabe mm-hmm. he never told he never let anything go it was all work with Bruno. Mm-hmm. Here's the question, John. How do you translate shoot to paper? If someone, do you know when someone's BSing you? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, not, not always. Um, and it's, I mean, there's, there's, there's certainly different, different ways you can, you can approach things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I what what I, what I set out as my goal with every single book that I write is I'm telling this person's story in the way they want it told. Yeah. Um. You know, d- does kayfabe get through sometimes? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, it, is you know, I worked with Kenny Bolin on, on. You know, that was one of the first biographies I worked on. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my I'm goodness, sorry. you know, I mean, Kenny <laughs> Kenny Bolin's a guy who never lets the truth get in the way of a good story. So I love. And, and I I, pers- I personally made up a lot of details in that book, and Kenny doesn't even know they're in there because he hasn't read it. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, for me, I mean, it's, th- there are different books for for different people. Well, there there are the folks mm-hmm. who like. They like the they like the records. They yeah. like the the, mm-hmm. the stats and the results and everything. There are people who like the stories, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and my my goal is 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 to tell tell the stories in a way that honors them and tells them the best sure. way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably the biographies, you know, are are th- that I've done like like Candido's book and, yeah. and like mm-hmm. Wahoo's book are going to be a lot more factual, um, mm-hmm. a lot more probing and in depth. And you know, like yeah. for example, the, the Wahoo story about him running from Norman to Chickasha. I've mm-hmm. got three different versions of that in the book because like, it was. Yeah, and that that's another thing too is you know I, I listened to Malcolm Gladwell he, he's talked a lot about memory and how people's memories are mm-hmm. our memories are not as accurate yeah. as, as we think they are so mm-hmm. you know to, to me you have to put in the multiple stories because yes. you know there's probably a kernel of truth in each one of them um mm-hmm. well you here's know, I, a question that ties that ties directly into that mm-hmm. do you write differently for a living subject as opposed to a deceased individual mm-hmm well, yeah, it's when you're working with a deceased individual, you're you're looking for every bit of nugget of truth you can find. You're looking for their, their stories. Mm-hmm. You're looking for stories mm-hmm. from other people. You're looking at the, the historical records and everything. With mm-hmm. a with a living person, you're you know they've come to you to tell their story. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. or, you know for me, it starts with you know finding the interviews they've they've given and and you know getting those stories that they've told a hundred times down, um, and cross checking them to make sure that they've they've mm-hmm. you know 
the, the facts on those stories and then mm-hmm. sitting down with them, letting them tell their story, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and then, then piecing the narrative together and, and going to the sources, you know, mm-hmm. going to like wrestlingdata.com, going to the record books and, and, mm-hmm. and verifying they were this place or that or whatever. Um, so, but yeah, it, it is definitely a different process because, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with Karen and with, with Johnny, we were working on telling a static story, you know, working yeah. on telling, mm-hmm. f- finding the history and the facts about Candido, finding the history and the facts mm-hmm. about Wahoo. And mm-hmm. then when I'm working with Dr. D. David Schultz, David's coming to me going, this is my story. And when I'm working with Tracy, yeah. it's Tracy coming to me going, this is my story. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Tracy, Tracy had phenomenal memory and recall for a guy yeah. who had been hit in the head as many times as he had. And what's yeah, interesting no, though, no, is, no, no, I mean, no, no. We would go for an hour, hour and a half, you know, and he would tell me we'd spend one night doing 1984, one night doing 1985. And then we get it to about 92, 93 when he got his first real bad concussion. And he told four years worth of stories in one night in the same amount of time. Yeah, I believe so it was it. just very yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, I pointed that yeah. out to, to him later on as well. So, but uh, no, I mean, and, you know, one of the things that I do after the fact is, you know, I've got, got different readers that I go to on different projects and, hey, can you double check me for facts on this one? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because, because I want to get it as accurate as possible, you know. And there's, well, you, you, know, you, you, uh, you seem to, to pay great attention and even painstaking attention to the historical accuracy of your subjects. But what if the subject and and it's a it's not it's not such a big what if because it happens all the mm-hmm. time, particularly in wrestling books. What if the subject, the living subject, isn't being totally straight up with you? Mm-hmm. And that's but, a problem. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you <laughs> before you answer that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give mm-hmm. you a very profound example that you probably already know. I'm going to give you this mm-hmm. example, Scott Teal. I interviewed mm-hmm. Scott, and Scott's a friend of mine. Everybody knows mm-hmm. that. Uh, Scott's a friend of mine. He came on the show with um, Nikita Brezhnikov. We're talking about the mm-hmm. art of writing wrestling books. And he was asked to write Vader, you know, Leon White's book, yeah. Vader. Yeah. Okay. He said, Scott, and it's on the record, so I'm not telling tales out of school. Scott said that, that Leon was very difficult to work with. So much so that he passed the book off to Kenny Casanova. Mm-hmm. I interviewed Kenny. He came on the show. And we talked about Leon. And because I know a little bit about what went on behind the scenes there. And Leon could be very demanding and very difficult. And, you know, he ended up passing away um, shortly after the book was started. But. When you have a guy like that, John, that's maybe not so um, warm and fuzzy to deal with, <laughs> you know where I'm going with it. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's talk, let, let's let's broach the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll be be honest. I, I have not dealt with with anyone of that level of. Diff- I think probably the most demanding first person to work with was Dr. D. David Schultz. Oh, really, David? Um, David, David was, uh, oh, you know, wow. it was, and, 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 and let me preface that by saying David's a great friend of mine. We got along mm-hmm. extremely well. Um, he was probably the most nitpicky about, about how the story was told and what, what details were included in the book and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm again, but again, for me, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. And I'm going to do it right now. And for the whole world, okay. <laughs> Eddie Mansfield, Eddie Mansfield was here mm-hmm. a week and a half ago. Yeah. It's no secret Eddie and David are dear, dear friends, have been for years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eddie Mansfield called David Schultz with me on the phone. Okay. 
Sucker never called me back. Will you tell him to call me? I want him on the show. Give him my phone number. Give him all the information you need to give him. I want him on the show. You want David on the show? Uh, Say again? I'm sorry, sorry. But but no, go go, go ahead. Keep going. No, no, I want want him on, on our show. Yeah. I would love to have him on here. So he needs to pick up his phone, find my number on his messages. You know, David, if you're watching, Eddie Mansfield called you, you stinker. Pick up your phone and call me. All right. So go ahead, John. Okay. Yeah. Um, that says where, where are we at? But, but David was, um, you know, like I said, Dave, David became a good friend. To work with. Yeah. Uh, and and I, again, it was, I, I think it's the perception, you know, of, of who Dr. D, David Schultz is. And when you get to know him, I mean, you, you'll never have a truer friend. You'll never have, I mean, a more loyal and faithful friend yeah. and everything. But, but David, David was tough. David wanted, wanted it done right. And, and mm-hmm. uh, um, he, you know, and, and wanted to make sure that it was, you know, that it was well edited. He wanted to make sure that it was the story he wanted told. And sure. um, that's, that's oh, kind of come yeah. to be, I mean, that that's my modus operandi is, you know, okay, if, I, if mm-hmm. I'm going to write a book, you know, uh, like, like I said, when I worked with Karen, you know, I had mm-hmm. one person I had to please and that was Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, when I wrote, Can, when I wrote Candido's book, I had one person to please. Well, well, three, it was, it was Johnny and it was, it was Chris's mm-hmm. mom and dad. Um, when I worked with Tracy, Tracy was, Tracy was the opinion that, that, that mattered and everything. So, um, you know, it's, it, my goal is, is, is to tell their stories the way they want them told, you know, and, um, John, how much input did the, the Tammy have in Chris's book? Tammy was, uh, Tammy was unavailable throughout the duration of Chris's book. Um, okay. Uh, I, and, and also I, I, in I, regards I to, in regards yeah. to, you know, I, it was, it was kind of a, you know, this was this this was Chris and this was Johnny and his family telling yeah, the story. And, gotcha. and, you know, so um, there was and I will tell you, we we, we dealt with Tammy as as right down the middle as, as we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there, there was there, there were a lot of quotes from different people. And, and there were you know, there yeah. was the quote, well, now we don't have to pretend to be nice to her. And then there was the other quote, you know, you mm-hmm. know, they never got to get married. They never got to have kids. And, yeah. you know, yeah, say, say what you want about about different things stuff like that. He loved her. Yeah. He absolutely yeah. loved her. And they, they well, that's eyes, why eyes, I, are, eyes are good. I, they'd still be together if he was here, oh, if he was around. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why I asked is I, I knew Tammy mm-hmm. for uh, quite a while and I knew Chris um, I, again. He the mm-hmm. last show he did was for me. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of people don't know that because um, it wasn't publicized. But the uh, the interesting thing is that as long as I've known Chris Candido, he was always a sweet, gentle guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, never had airs about him. He never pretended to be anything other than a guy from Jersey that got lucky. Now, my favorite, one of my favorite stories was one. It was that when I heard Jake Manning tell on a podcast that we put in the book, and he was brand new, green, you know, nervous. Mm-hmm. I think working his first show for IWA Mid South. Yeah, he's sitting in the kitchen. Where it was a, it was a kitchen area that was like the the, the gorilla position to go out to the ring at whatever venue they mm-hmm. were working. And Jake's sitting in there by himself. He's nervous, and there's nobody else in the room. Candido yeah. comes walking in. There's a mirror over the sink. He gets a step stool because you know he's a short guy. He gets a step stool, yeah. gets up in the mirror, checking, puts on this whole you know Buster Keaton comedy routine, fixing himself in the mirror. Oh yeah, just yeah. for this one green kid. Chris doesn't even know from anybody. Yeah, you know, and he said it just mm-hmm. meant so much that he did that. And then after the match, you know, Chris going going to the promoter and saying, 
those kids work their tail off. I think you need to hire him again. And um, he was funny as shit, too. Let me tell you something. Yeah. yeah. He was a natural <laughs> comedian. He was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just entertaining. Have, Is that somebody I wish I could have known? Because my I goodness, have his I, match. I have his match, and it's gold to me. Yeah. It was... It was the second to last match on the show, but it may have been, it may as well have been the first through the last because it was mm-hmm. solid gold. This match. Well, anybody who hasn't seen it should see dynamite. Yeah. Anybody who hasn't seen it should but, look. That there was a four-on-four match he did for IWA Mid South. Yeah. Um, I know Punk was involved in it. Uh, Cesaro mm-hmm. was involved in. It. I think Nigel McGinnis might have been. And it's just it, it's twelve minutes of comedy gold, and it was all. Oh my I mean, God. Put the whole, you know, where they're they're pulling weapons out of people's trunks and everything. Somebody yeah. pulls out a dumbbell, looks like it's about two pounds, and Chris goes straight down with it, you know, like it weighs a hundred pounds. And two seconds into the match, his pants are down, and he's he gets body slammed. Each one of the four guys tags in, body slams him in turn, and then the ref body slams him, and his pants are still. Yeah. Uh, it's just Hilarious. just one thing after another. I mean, just just a showman, just a you know. John, just why are wrestling books so popular? Why why do do people clamor to buy wrestling rate related material? I I don't understand it. Yeah, I I hope they don't ever start to question it because it's it's I make I make some some nice money sometimes off of it, but uh, it's just great stories. I mean, you know, why why do football fans buy football books? Why do you know hockey fans mm-hmm. want to hear hockey stories? You know, I mean, the stories behind the scenes sometimes are, are mm-hmm. as interesting as as what goes on in the ring, and mm-hmm. you know, people want to know well, well, how did this happen? How did this unfold? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you could write a hundred books on you know Ali versus mm-hmm. Anoki. You could write a hundred books on the two below mm-hmm. concession stand brawl or the Montreal oh, Screwjob, yeah. and people would buy and read every single one of them. You know, and these sure. off chance, there's mm-hmm. one new nugget of information they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm that way with Andy Kaufman. Anytime I get a chance to hear John, more details on him. John, I, honest to God, I'm not, even, I'm not even bullshitting you, and I swear to you, this is a straight-up shoot. Mm-hmm. I've had people say to me, Angelo, you should write a book about your life in wrestling. I said, I'll, I can't do it, and I'll never do it. Because people wouldn't buy it. They never believe that all this shit happened. They I'd would buy never it. believe it happened. <laughs> you know, I could sell, you know, a psychic book or a, a pseudo religious book far quicker and faster than I could a wrestling book because nobody would, would they wouldn't believe it. It's almost like. They, it's like fiction. A lot of what you've been around wrestlers a long time, John. You know some of the crap that comes out of their mouth is like, is this for real? Like mm-hmm. you got to question oh, it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. And if, it, I, it, if I, uh, the, you know, proceeded to write a book about my my life in wrestling, mm-hmm. no one would pardon my language wouldn't freaking believe it. I was almost going to drop an F-bomb, but there's a lady present. <laughs> here's, 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 here's what I'll say to that, too, is a mm-hmm. book by an Angelo DiCipio, uh would be just like I've got Madman Pondo's book. I've got, I published Chris Michael's book, which he wrote all of by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, guys like that, they were not the headliners. They were not the big stars or anything like that. They were in the locker room with everybody. They've mm-hmm. run into everybody. They've worked with everybody and stuff like that, you know. And if if you were to see go somewhere and see, let's say, okay, I can mm-hmm. buy Bobby Blaze's book, or I can buy Hulk Hogan's book, which was published yeah. by the WWE. Which yeah. one do I want to read? I want to read Bobby Blaze's book. Absolutely, Bobby's gonna have way better stories. Yep. 
Bobby's gonna gonna tell you, you gotta have Bobby a whole plays every day there because he's got you know he you know yeah. he's not mm-hmm. trying to present an image or whatever. Um, yeah. And Bobby's a phenomenal guy. Another person I haven't met in person, but somebody I've exchanged mm-hmm. a lot of messages yeah. with, and yeah. um, become a big fan of one of his proteges, uh, Judy Ray Hendricks, mm-hmm. who's at OVW right now. Too. Oh sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Amelia, yes. you're up the bat, kid. Go for it. <laughs> Now, let me just go back to what you were saying, because the WWE is going to put what they're going to want you to believe. And mm-hmm. another author is going to tell you the truth, basically, sure. you know, yeah. of what they're going to yeah. want you to really know the truth behind the scenes. Just so like, the, the important exactly. thing about it with, uh, with Scott Teal mm-hmm. and Ian Douglas uh-huh. and Kenny uh-huh. Casanova and mm-hmm. Mark James and um, myself and, and so many others. Mm-hmm. The important uh-huh. thing is we're, you know we're not part of that machine. You know, no, we're not here not. to present the Vince McMahon mm-hmm. version of wrestling. No, history. you're there to tell you know. the truth. Exactly. You know? And mm-hmm. the biggest, the best example of that is you look at the history of women's wrestling. You know, if you mm-hmm. go to the WWE, it's exactly. all about the fabulous Moolah. It's all about yeah. Mae Young. I'm oh, not going to tell you about true. Mildred Burke. No, I'm not going to tell you Mildred Burke sold out building. She mm-hmm. was the main eventer and she was yes. the reason why Mae Young was a main eventer, you know? Yes. And I don't care how good the fabulous Mula was. I don't yeah. think she could have taken. And she trained them hard. Her wrestling school, yeah. she trained yeah. them yeah. hard. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Amelia, you're not going to yes. hear about sweet Georgia peach from the WWE. No. Mm-mm. You know, no. and a lot of people no. don't know who sweet no. Georgia peach was. She was the no. first black female wrestler. Yes. Ever. Yes. But, and nobody, and her name is almost lost to history. Very that lost. That is until next week when we will mm-hmm. revive her name as mm-hmm. part of Wrestling with the Futures mm-hmm. Salute to Black History Month. Absolutely. And I'll be joined by another author on that show, my mm-hmm. dear friend Nikita Brezhnikov, the awesome. author of When It awesome. Was Real. Mm-hmm. Great book. Uh, I Nikita um, wrote a fantastic book, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And um, I'd say in... in, in Piggybacking off of that, there's a wonderful uh-huh. documentary. It's available on Amazon. It's called, I uh-huh. think it's called Girl Wrestler. Yeah. Uh, it is the story of Babs Wingo, uh, uh-huh. Ethel Johnson, and Marva Scott, all three who were sisters, three uh-huh. African American ladies in the 1950s. It is wonderfully done. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's a story Absolutely. WWE won't tell you either. You know, they oh, didn't God, work, no, they didn't work sure. for Vince, they didn't work for Vince Sr. So yeah. they don't exist. Right, exactly. Walker you know? mm-hmm. barely yeah. exists. They, they put him in as a legacy induction, and they never even told Karen. You know, Karen found out about it, you know, hearing from someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same thing with, with Barbara Goodish and Bruiser Brody, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Oh, I love her. Barbara's <laughs> yeah. a very dear friend. Very dear friend of mine. Yeah. And it's been a I, wonderful evening at SICW, Herb Simmons promotion with with her and with David. And David uh-huh. just kept her laughing the whole night. We just, we just had a we ball. Just, hanging it, John, we just had Herb. He was just here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Herb. Uh, he was here uh, a month ago. Herb yeah, Herb's great. A month ago, Herb is and great, he, and he's coming back. As yep. a matter of fact, Herb's coming back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, Amelia. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, again. you're fine. Hey, there's, there's another guy who's got stories that I mean, you know, if, it's like uh-huh. you know, do I want to go sit? Do I want to listen to Brutus Beefcake tell some story? And nothing against oh Brutus. God, please, do I want to Brutus or do I want to listen to Herb? Herb's gonna have some amazing stories. Oh Absolutely. Yeah. And take and Herb, you know, Herb will take the time with you too. You know, where mm-hmm. well, we did. Oh yeah. We, yeah. Had, yeah. we had as much time with Herb as we wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I unfortunately I have time constraints because of sponsors, but I could have mm-hmm. gone two three hours with Herb, with mm-hmm. standing on my head. Let, let me ask been, you this: Have you had Rock mm-hmm. Riddle? Mm-hmm. I have not. I know yeah. Rock. Rock is a friend of mine. Um, I'll say that's I that's one of my favorite. Show. That is one of my favorite people in the world to talk to. When I first met him, 
I, I did not know the name. I Googled it real quick. And, you know, when I got the chance, I said, I understand he used to be on the gong show and struck <laughs> it off and it had Chuck Bear stories. And I mean, just, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just, just a wonderful, fun guy to be around and, and, and yeah. tells great stories. And it was really cool. Actually, it was, this goes back to the last year around this, was this time my dad's in the hospital and I was watching, I had pulled up an episode of Fernwood tonight, which is the old show with Martin. Oh Mullen, my God. Yeah. Waller. <laughs> on YouTube, just to give it a shot, because I'm a Gilbert Godfrey it was a podcast. Spin-off of Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I put just it my age away. <laughs> yeah. Randomly, I found an episode called The Wrestler. So mm-hmm. I turn it on, and there's special guests that I cannot remember the wrestler character's name. And they open the curtain. Here he comes. It's freaking Rock Riddle. <laughs> so oh, I, immediately, I immediately messaged him, like, Rock, I think you're on TV right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I remember that night. I made up all my own dialogue. It was, it was, uh, oh gosh, what a I'll tell you what, another guy that's that's a hell of a storyteller, if you ever get a chance to talk to him, is mm-hmm. Rip Rogers. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Has yeah. anyone ever come to you and, and suggested maybe a Rip Rogers book? He's got to have yeah. about five books in him. He had, uh-huh. he had a guy, um, he, there was a guy, I guess the guy who oh runs the ocean over in Saudi yeah. Arabia. It was like the Rod, Rip Rogers rules for, it was more of a, more of a kind of, kind of a wisdom and, you know, Rip Rogers wisdom for, for being in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, as a storyteller, I've got to talk to, I talked to him when, when I did Bluegrass Brawlers, he gave me the greatest mm-hmm. Randy Savage story about Randy Savage in the Waffle House with the police dog. That one's in the book. Yes. Um, I know that he story. He gave me a couple of stories with uh, uh, for Scott Romer's book. And I've had a chance to talk to him a couple of different times. Yeah. Um, funny guy. And I mean, and, and anybody's got, you know, it was one of the fun things, too, this last time around with Bluegrass Brawlers was talking to guys like Doug Basham and Nick Dinsmore mm-hmm. and sure. hearing the Rich Rogers stories from them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, you you heard John mention uh, Scott Romer. If you don't yeah. know who Scott Romer is, he's an, an amazing guy. Been in the wrestling business a long time. He also happens to be the son-in-law of Dick the Bruiser. Yep. There you go. Yep. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> You're only as old as you feel. <laughs> Scott, Scott's uh, yeah, it's it's Scott, yeah, Scott, kind of Scott shit got got a story too. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Amelia. You're up. Um, if you have, uh, who else would you like to interview for a book that you haven't yet? Oh, um, I'd, I'd love to work with Ricky Morton. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, oh, we've I love had, Ricky. had some very brief oh, yes. discussions about it. I know Ricky. Ricky's kind of like I'm. I'm still making my story up and, and going. And he's, he's out there mm-hmm. uh, getting his son over right now, and and yeah, I think mm-hmm. he's busier than he's been in I don't know a while. But I would love to work mm-hmm. with Ricky, um, Leilani Kai, someone else. I've I've let let know yeah i would i would love love to work with her um mm-hmm. my kind of my dream book would be somebody like kevin von eric um i was oh, a big yes. old oh, class yeah. band mm-hmm. back in the day i know the von erics he was my favorite mm-hmm. any one of the von erics i would love um yeah I, that whole era the, the whole wcw i love the simpson boys back then too i remember watching mm-hmm. oh my god yeah um, sure. you know but uh anybody from that particular era mm-hmm. realm would, would be a lot mm-hmm. of fun i'll tell you what john um Mm-hmm. I would tell you some stories about Ricky Morton. He stayed at my house for two days here in New Jersey. But That's enough for I don't think you'd have to sell. You'd have to sell that book with a uh, a plain brown wrapper. <laughs> it's a well. The story Dutchman. The story Dutchman tells. tells and, uh, I think it was a Dutch second book about how Ricky's. His second or third divorce happened when uh, that that's that's did you know that tale? 
I I do. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. go there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the way where, 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 where his wife made him sit down and watch Tully on on TBN until he started telling stories. And, oh, <laughs> man. It was an amazing story. But uh, uh, no, a guy a guy like Ricky would be a lot of uh, Ricky. I mean, you know, just just. Mm-hmm. To, uh, yeah, I had Ricky yeah. and Robert. Um, they stayed at my house here in New Jersey for two days. I'm going to tell you what. We didn't sleep for two days. We, <laughs> we ate, and they did nothing but tell stories, eat, and smoke for two days. How they slept, where they slept, I don't know. I know I didn't sleep. Okay? <laughs> but when they left, I slept for like four days afterward. Sure. Yeah. Um, they worked for me here. Amelia, go ahead. Take care of it. Why don't, why don't you bring us home, Amelia? And then we'll... Uh, We'll wrap it up. Uh, you go ahead. You, I know you had another question you had to ask. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay. Go for uh, it. Well, uh, I know that um, I just want to let everyone know that I think today was the anniversary of George the Animal Steel. Uh, would you ever wanted to interview him? Oh, yeah. uh, I had the chance. Yeah, never had the opportunity to meet him, but, but yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if not, nothing else, just to be able to talk to him about playing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, George Johnson and Ed Wood. And, Mm-hmm. Um, I just oh, I yeah. love that movie, and I, you know, oh, I mean, yes. that, that would make that would make a fantastic bio. Is is George? I mean, because you know he had his whole pro wrestling life, but he had his secret life as a uh, high school teacher and a football coach. Yes, you didn't so, that so, two so. Days with the Animal Steel. <laughs> I know, yeah. I love it. His character yeah. was so awesome. Yeah. Scary yeah. thought, isn't it? I want you to think about. It. Could could you imagine Amelia uh-huh. being a student in his class and having this man walk in? I would have been if, like, uh, who's this? Jim Myers, by the way. George the Animal Steel is Jim Myers. Uh-huh. If you've ever met Jim Myers, he would be quick to point out there's two people inside this body. Uh-huh. Which one do you want? Do you want George or do you want Jim? Because Jim would sit down and, and speak to you like we're speaking now. Uh-huh. But if you wanted George, you would get the, hey, oh, you know, you'd get that. <laughs> Uh-huh. He give it to you. Yeah. I he think George Myers. Aware. He uh-huh. was keenly aware mm-hmm. that he was two people. Mm-hmm. And he was very quick to point out which one do you want? Mm-hmm. It's your money who you're paying for. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. John, I'll tell you what, it's never a dull moment when Mm-mm. you're here. I want to show people uh, once again mm-hmm. the uh the books. All these books are available. Mm-hmm. Yep, by John Cosper. They are all available on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Um, John, the people want to get a hold of you via uh, yeah. social media. You have mm-hmm. email, letter rip. All right. Yes. Uh, if you want to look at the wrestling books, they're at eatsleepwrestle.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Really enjoy sharing about the fiction books with you guys tonight. I'm really proud of a lot mm-hmm. of these stories and would love to get more people picking them up and reading them. They can find my fiction stuff and actually some of my mm-hmm. short films at johncosper.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, Eat Sleep Wrestle is my wrestling page. John Cosper mm-hmm. Author Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram is uh, John Cosper Author. I think that's uh, and my Twitter is at John Cosper. Mm-hmm. Um, but come, come find me again, johncosper.com or eatsleepwrestle.com. And they both link to each other. So if you're on mm-hmm. one site, you can take that a look would. at the fiction books and then hop over and look at the wrestling books and, and vice versa. Incredible. It's an amazing body of work. Yes. Uh, if you have not a John Cosper book in your library, 
Well, what the hell are you waiting for? Right. <laughs> Hop on Amazon.com. Absolutely. There are plenty of, uh, I mean, you want wrestling. You mm-hmm. want fiction. You want historical fiction. You want fantasy. You want reality. Mm-hmm. What do you want? We've got it for you. Yes. Well, John has it for you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> I got all these John in stock. I've all. actually still got a couple of Tracy Smothers signed by Tracy. So mm-hmm. somebody oh, was grabbing Got uh, Pondo signed by Pondo, Victoria signed by Victoria, uh, Candido signed by Johnny and myself, and Wahoo signed by Karen and myself. Uh, oh. This is Black History Month. Come pick it. Other than else, pick up a copy of the original Black Panther. Learn about the original oh. African American yeah. superstar for wrestling, and, uh, and um, very appropriate for Black Thank History you. Month. And I do have uh, sometime next month the, the new edition of Bluegrass Brawlers will be coming out, which is mm-hmm. uh, one and a half times the, the, the length story wise that the original was in Louisville from 1877 all the way up through present day. Amazing. John Cosper, you are an amazing guest. Yes. You are welcome here. Anytime you damn well please, my friend. Mm-hmm. Let me know when the next book comes up. We will That's be, the, I want to be the first one to put it out. I'll absolutely let you know. Pleasure. My friend, take care. Thanks for joining us, John. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to hang out with Amelia for a second. All right. All right. Yes. Thank you. Everybody. Good night, John. Good night. My dad said, thank you for that Wahoo book. It brought back a lot of memories. Yeah. Good stuff. I'll tell you what. That was an amazing guest. John Cosper is always Mm -hmm. a fantastic guest. Oh, yes. My dad. That's my dad's favorite wrestler of all time. Let's talk about. Next week, we have a couple of amazing shows next week. Mm-hmm. It is the long-anticipated return of the one, the only, Nicola Roberts, Baby Doll. I've always She's wanted to meet coming her. coming back home to wrestling with the future. Absolutely. She, because Papa Bear is here. <laughs> yes, Come thank on, you. Baby Doll. I'm here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then we've got on Thursday, and that's Tuesday of like next Tuesday. week. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And on Thursday of next week, a salute to Black History Month, mm-hmm. wrestling style. Mm-hmm. We're going to feature some of the greatest African-American wrestlers with my dear friend and author, Nikita Brezhnikov. You heard me mention his name on the show mm-hmm. tonight. Nikita Brezhnikov the author of When It Was Real, an amazing fan perspective wrestling book. Mm-hmm. This guy has behind-the-scenes uh, gems that you won't read anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And Nikki is a dear friend of the show. He's a mm-hmm. good friend of mine, and we're going to we're gonna have Nikita with us next week. Of course, Amelia, mm-hmm. you'll get to see Amelia next week. Not mm-hmm. once, but twice. Right. And I might even let her talk. <laughs> well, actually, you did pretty good. And I'm very proud of you. you Thank you. You were, you were engaging. See? When I was when I was four years old or five years old, I think I remember how old I was. I was little. Is this Kamala. gonna be a long story? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a long story. Remember Kamala, the wrestler Kamala? Oh my God! Please, yes. When I was little, I, we were at ringside, and I was, I went, he's not scary. And I went up to him. He came up to, him, scared me. His his manager came back. I guess it was his persona, his character, and everybody was like, "Leave her alone!" I was like, "Okay, you leave me alone." I was so scared. It was so funny. Kamala was yes, he was scary. Very- Dear, dear but that was man. his character, though. He was his character. And, and he was okay, actually, little girl. He broke out of character to make sure it was okay. It was so it's funny. It's funny that you're telling that story because Kamala, mm-hmm. a, a sweet, sweet man, mm-hmm. what a wonderful guy, yeah. um, was came into my father's restaurant mm-hmm. and had dinner with 
about 40 other wrestlers one night. Mm-hmm. Pretty boy Larry Sharp brought them in for dinner after a big event. Mm-hmm. And uh, can imagine this, Amelia. Imagine mm-hmm. this. You're mm-hmm. a wrestling fan, right? Right, right. In this bar, you've got both Afa and Sika, the Wild Samoans. Uh-huh. Fatu and Samu. Uh-huh. The, the other Samoans. You've got Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah. Larry Sharp. You've got Kamala. Stan uh-huh. Hansen. You've uh-huh. got Junkyard Dog. You have, oh, uh, um, um, oh, God. Chief Thunder Mountain. Uh-huh. You've got Johnny Hotbody. Um, oh, and one more. Who the hell am I missing? Oh, God, I'm missing somebody. Who the hell am I missing? Oh, shit. Who the hell am I missing? I'm missing one more. I'm missing a biggie. Who am I missing? Shit. Um, Bob Orton. Kamala. Uh, um, I remember who it was. Mm-hmm. I remembered who it was. It was Larry Zabisco. Oh, okay. I forgot. I'm sorry, Larry. And Larry's a friend <laughs> of the show. And Larry's a friend of mine. And Larry's been on the show like a dozen times already. Mm-hmm. And he's coming back. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. But yeah, imagine that you're a wrestling fan, and all of these characters are in the bar one night, uh-huh. one night only. Uh-huh. Amazing! Oh my God, what a night that was! That was my father's bar, my late father. I miss you, Papa. The, oh, and thank you, everyone, for the condolences and the well wishes. Um, yeah, I lost my father on January 21st, and we're uh-huh. still getting. Condolence emails and thank you for them. Yes. We appreciate it. And uh, it's and again, been my condolences. Week. How's mama? Mama is hanging in there, kiddo. Tell her I said hi. Mama is tough. Yes. You know, mama's tell a tough cookie. Tell her um, I said hello. We're, we're all the, the, the Scipio crew. We're a yeah. pretty tough crew. Tell her I said we're hello. I will. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what do you got on your agenda? What's What's happening in the world of Amelia Firecracker Chapman? Just doing lots of work and doing my research and getting a list put together for you for guests. I keep wanting to call you Amelia Firecracker Bariqua, but... Uh, <laughs> but uh, so Just as what, the South says, don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> I hear you, right? right? So, uh, well, let me ask you a question. Okay, uh-huh. you're, you are the, the, the new co-host. Yes, so sir. you're going to have some input. What would yes. you like to see happen on the show? Who would you like to have here? Oh, you, well, I know I, you wanted baby dolls. Okay, so yes. baby dolls coming. Mm-hmm. I was Who thinking maybe for Bobby, uh, Bobby Fulton and Dylan. Maybe okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put you in charge of that. Reach yeah. out to them mm-hmm. and make the invite. You okay. Got it. You okay. Get them, if you get them on, we can do it. Okay. Okay. And I'm still uh, waiting Let's on Scott Casey. You're metal had... here, kid. <laughs> and Scott Casey, head. how is he doing? Uh, I know he had a car accident recently. I haven't heard from him. Who's that? Scott Casey. I know he had a car. Oh, he was in a car accident recently. He, yeah, he messed up his like, our friend Cowboy mm-hmm. Scott Casey. Mm-hmm. No fender bender. He banged mm-hmm. up his foot. It's still mm-hmm. hurting him. Um, actually, I was going to have Scott on tonight. Right? It was supposed to be tonight, mm-hmm. but. Because of you know his this car fender bender, uh, his little his little faux pas, mm-hmm. um, we had John Cosper on, but mm-hmm. John is a hell of amazing guy. Oh, really I love is. his books. I love the, the titles he comes up with. I, that's what intrigues me is a lot yeah. of the time the titles. The other, t- I tell you what, I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. I, I want to put you in charge of something. Okay. 
my dog is barking. Why is my dog barking? <laughs> um, we on we have a history on the show, a tradition we do called Ladies' Night Out. Okay. We've done three versions of Ladies' Night Out. Okay. I'm going to put you, young lady, mm-hmm. you are in charge of booking, producing, and scheduling okay. the next version of Ladies' Night Out Volume 4. Okay. Okay? Find out who you want on the show. Get them. Book okay. them. Confirm it with me first. Of course. Okay? Because I'm Papa Bear. I'm the boss man. That's right? what I call you. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and whoever you want to have on, mm-hmm. we'll book the show. Absolutely. We'll ladies' Night Out. They're very popular. We've had Princess Victoria, Judy mm-hmm. Martin, Casey Carlisle, uh, Jennifer Lopez. We've had, um, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, who the hell am I missing? Everybody. I'm missing a lot of people. Um, I mentioned Judy Martin. Yeah. We had yes. Judy Martin. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we've had any number of incredible legends on the show. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, oh, and we've had um, uh, Michaela Smith, uh, uh-huh. Samantha Starr, with yep. Baby Doll's daughter. We've had uh, uh, Bam Bam's daughter, of course, uh-huh. uh, Miranda Gordy, has mm-hmm. been on the show. So there are a lot of female wrestlers out there mm-hmm. that we can get. So uh, you got a, a little bit of homework. Okay. I'm trusting you with some homework. There you go. All right. Oh, you give me homework all the time. <laughs> give everybody your social where they can reach out to you. Okay. How can people uh, email you and all that? Tell everybody sure. where they can get hold of you at. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell them. What? My. Uh... Tell, yes. Tell them your email and tell them where okay. people Tell okay. them where they can get hold of you. Okay, uh, my uh, Facebook is Amelia Valerio Chapman. Um, you can reach me there or jeffamelia.c at gmail.com. There you go. Mm-hmm. How difficult was that? Not difficult at all. <laughs> Sorry, I was and getting another call. I had to get out of that. Wrestling with the future at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, care of uh, Mad Dog or mm-hmm. care of Amelia. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to tell people if you've got something you want to promote. Yes. If you have an event that's coming up mm-hmm. and you want to get the word out, mm-hmm. you want to be a guest on the show, hit me up yes. at wrestlingwiththefuture at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you need. We will go above and beyond the call of duty to put Absolutely. you on the air. We are available on more than 270 straight up shoot 270 radio stations globally. We are on two television stations, Skynet in Canada and the mm-hmm. BBC in England. Mm-hmm. That's that's television. That's real deal. We are not on that. We are not no. on television domestically, and no. we do not want to be. No, there's too much bad wrestling programming. Absolutely. We don't want to be a part of that. And we will get jumped into that. I, I mean, no. jumbled into that. Right. Uh, we're not going to do that. Wrestling's not wrestling anymore. Us <laughs> Hear us on the radio, yes, uh, or or on any a number of our streaming sites. We are on uh, mm-hmm. Stitcher, Podbean, Podal. Uh, mm-hmm. We are on 
iTunes, Apple. Mm-hmm. We're on uh, iHeartRadio. We're on any number of, of podcast platforms. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, we are on every single podcast platform. That's a fact. Absolutely. More than 300 and, that's 306, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it's uh, that time, straight up on 8 o'clock, to Absolutely. say good night on behalf of Amelia Firecracker Chapman. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio. Take care of everybody. Come on, dentures. (laughs) Take care, everybody, as we continue to wrestle with the future. Absolutely. Good night, night, everyone.